Radio with your host, Ms. Yona Brindis, and Mr. Jeff Casper, and me, Ryan McCormick. Learn more about Heart Warriors by going to our website, outerlimitsradio.com, clicking on Heart Warriors Radio, and also learn more about Jeff and Yona by going to the website at transcodes, transcodes.com. Okay, so we're right on the cusp of 4th of July 2018, and if you look at Jeff and Yona's page, reading the energy, typically speaking, it is... You know, mild to average. This week, it's like... Holy shit! It is off the charts. Something big is <laughs> yeah, I was wondering which adjective you were going to choose. John Belushi from Animal House said it best. So, Chef, you have to walk into the program. Why is the energy so intense and what's about to happen? What's about to physically manifest? Well, okay, there's uh, several aspects that come with this. I mean, we've been looking at, um, yeah, we constantly look at, at collective energies, and of course there's, there's ups and downs, and there's, you know, things with the lunar cycle, even though we're not astrologists or anything, but that we can notice. So people's energies shift um, to its full moons. Usually things get a little more heated, a little, a little more intense. Then uh, to its solstices, which is, you know, like right before Christmas and right before 4th of July, basically. Um, there's a lot of uh, um, heat that comes in. It's, a, it's about the dualities, okay? And right now, um, you know, people are getting uh, very heated up in various ways, okay? So they get a lot of sort of contradictory messages. There's a lot of... Uh, flood of energy is, is uh, you know information is really hard to process everything and the uncertainty is, is triggering fear in people and also anger so there's a lot of polarization going on in our societies not just in the united states but here in particular um because uh, the political uh subjects um they seem to to boil up so quickly right now that every week there's a new thing that kind of divides the nation but this also happens worldwide right now so it's it's this the, the clash of duality right now that heats things up it's a lot of friction yep yeah and it's almost at the point where people want to release i mean they just want to release that they're actually you know okay with an explosion or with you know something big happening so there's there's a bit of a danger here too um, for us uh, to not get um, too like pulled into this, everybody's talking about how things are heated. You know how this is like this hot, boiling summer, and of course we have volcanoes and we have earthquakes and storms and all that. So you got to be careful to not get pulled into this. For someone who is actually aware and works with their own energies, and you know is aware of inner dualities which is um, ultimately the cause for getting into outer conflict, okay? If, if we are aware of our inner dualities, of our inner conflicts, and work on them, um, then it's actually not that bad. It's just like really for those people mm -hmm. who are not working on, you know, their rigidity, their, 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 their beliefs, yeah. and, and, and so forth. Yeah. If you're, you're in the mind, and I'm wondering, even if you are, 
you know, trying to become more light body or, or let's say, you know, something your ego more, be more in touch with your higher self or true spiritual nature. If you're going to get triggered anyway, because your body is a biological, you know, structure, your brain has some is basically is a vehicle, and could it get theoretically speaking triggered by what's happening, regardless of how metaphysical, regardless of how dedicated you are to not having it happen? Are we subject? I mean, should we you know, be upset if we do get triggered? Because that is a natural reaction from a biological um, body. No, getting upset just it's, it happens sometimes. We all get triggered from time to time, and if you get upset about being triggered or get upset about being upset, you're actually judging it. So that creates even more mind patterns and more drama and all that kind of stuff. The key to understand is that we're all human, and no matter how how much we transcend, how much we let go of, there's still chances where our reactivity, our emotionality gets us. You know, something triggers we're not aware of. We go into a karmic pattern or an emotional pattern or a shadow trade or whatever you want to call that ego pattern. The trick is how fast do you get back out of it? You know, it doesn't matter where you stop it. It's how fast do you get back out of it? Uh, not by judging it, by just accepting, oh, okay, I got pissed off or, oh, that whatever that person said made me afraid or I feel guilty for some odd reason. Whatever the pattern is, it doesn't matter. It matters how fast you shift it. Because the faster you shift it, the less it affects you. I mean, there is a part in our autonomous nervous system that can get triggered, you know, by news, for instance. You know, when everything is about fear, everything is about, um, you know, like negative news, okay, then, then our nervous system can respond to that with anxiety, for instance, or with depression. And that's not something we can actually control. So... In that way, I agree with you, Ryan. There's a part of us that will respond to something. But as Jeff just said, you know, for someone who's actually aware and working with their own energies, you can learn, you know, like say, for instance, mindfulness and meditation. Those are the most effective tools for us to get out of our mind, you know, and to not get pulled into the, the anxiety, you know, and, and the what ifs and oh my God. You know? And also refraining from exposing yourself too much to those things. You know, if you watch any news channel for at least an hour a day, you're going to be in anxiety. Because right now there's there's just this push for showing how different people are. You know, it's creating more separation. Regardless of which one you watch, and I'm not judging any of them. Some of them are fairly decent, some of them aren't, but it's just the level of drama. So what happens is if you get fixated on things like that, or it, it, and it wouldn't matter if you watched a bunch of violent videos or movies or whatever, any type of exposure like that continuously begins to throw off our energy system. It's no different than if you listen to heavy metal music for three or four hours. You're going to get a little reactive. Jeez. You know, and that, that's, that's why you learn how to manage your energy by understanding that's probably not going where I want to go. Got it. So we want to pull away yes. from it. But, um, yeah. On, getting out of the mind is really important right now. Like a great example of that to understand how that works. If anybody's ever played any video game that involves driving, and then they go drive themselves like an hour later, you will drive like a maniac or feel like you're going psychotically slow. Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> and you run out and beat people up. Yeah, we played Mario Kart years ago with some, some kids I knew and just because they wanted to show it to us. And on the way home, I thought, 25 just is not cutting it. You yeah. know? <laughs> Why can't I hit awesome. these things? <laughs> so, so it's just that exposure. It creates that setup. So... Trick is is one to catch it before you drop, and then two find what what things seem to drop you faster, and begin to see do you really need those, and develop a strategy how to get you know out of your mind right. into your heart real quickly. Exactly. You know, breathing is of course one of those 
like really commonly recommended ways, you know, of, of connecting with your body real quickly and, and slowing down your heart rate and, you know, slowing down your nervous system. But um, meditation is definitely one of those ways yes. that, that allow us to train that muscle, that allow us to train that, that, that part in us that can disengage, you know, maybe not 100% of the time, but, you know, better and you know, and bit by bit, the more we practice it. So there's a bit of a of a discipline needed um, to remind ourselves yes. to connect when we yes. go there. It, it is right now a time of anxiety, of panic, and you know, of fear. Okay, and so people have, um, you know, this this trigger in them to go into anxiety. Mm-hmm. All right, and for anyone with you know this this pattern, this coping pattern, to go into this like Mental turning, okay, it is almost vital, you know, to know, to have a good strategy, how to, to, to switch out of that. Right. You know, it's not just about spiritual stuff. This is, this is actually, you know, like learning how to work with your energies on a physical, emotional, mental, and energetic level. Well, so next I- is, the, is the antidote, basically. Yeah. Any type of connection and, and, you know, for for the 4th of July coming up, you know, where people naturally go into, like, socialization and where they meet up uh, with family or friends, you know, it's a two-edged sword because you have this exposure on the one hand, you know, and here you're now meeting up with a lot of people who are, you know, talking about the latest news and the latest shootings and the latest, you know, fear mongering. You know, and at the same time, you also have an opportunity to really go into connection with others. So in the, in the energy update today, I said uh, that, uh, you know, that if you are already in a state of, of isolation and depression, uh, then it's important that you actually get up and go out, okay, even if it's counterintuitive because you want to cave in. All right. On that vibrational level, physical motion, you know, just simply getting off the couch and talking or, or seeing somebody will lift your energy. Tiny little bit, but just enough to get you out of depression. When you are in a more sort of transcendent state, in a more processed state, and for, for those of us here, you know, who are on this active journey of, of decoding the truth and 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 really feeling into their inner truth. For us, the the task is a little different. For us, the task is more selective. It's more like, okay, let's say we are at a 4th of July party. And and this, of course, only counts for the United States anyway. You know, anywhere in the world, it's not a holiday uh, weekend. But uh, for us here, you know, it's really about, you know, whom do I want to be with? You know, and and who do I want to be? You know, is it, you know, how other people want to see me? Do I need to please? Do I need to suck up? Do I need to, you know, be quiet? Or, you know, can I express myself? So for us, the task is more to go into true expression and to communicate that and to select or discern, you know, which of the connections that we are making or that we've had, and this includes our relationships, are actually conducive for us and which aren't. So this is where a lot of people, a lot of energetically sensitives are at the moment. You know, like 
figuring this out, you know, like which of my relationships are actually good for me and which aren't. And what was based on externalization, what was based on identifications, personifications, and so forth. Those are all mental concepts. And they all need to be transcendent right now. Okay? So this can be a little painful in a different way. It's not the anxiety of the panic that can get us. Well, I mean, but it can get us. Can I give everyone a bad piece of advice? A bad piece of advice? Yeah. <laughs> That only works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if you don't care what anyone thinks, then you, you then you totally the pressure is down. So you can walk out and do whatever you want, like Fourth of July. I mean, I I care what my wife thinks because she's got the keys to the house. So I've got to like impress one person, but everyone else doesn't have the key to my house. So ne- technically, I can't get locked out of my house. So I'm going to go to the, the pool, drink some beers, and shoot fireworks off of people, and. That'll just limit the amount of Christmas cards that you can send out throughout the year. Now, that works for me. I'm not saying you should do it, but it takes a lot of the pressure off. <laughs> and this is important. This has to do with this uh, mental fixation line. Yeah. It's, it, you know, it's we can't control what other people think of us anyway. or about us anyway. Yeah. Okay, so it's there's no point in thinking about it or trying to change it or suck it up or... You know, being nice when we actually feel that a person is really mean or attacking, you know, because they're going to think of us whatever it is that the, the, what their picture in their mind is of us. Well, the, um, shifting a little bit, one of your great articles that you have today is, Is True Love Possible? How to Align and to Trust Unconditionally and Allowing. So... I don't know. Is it possible? Is it possible to actually meet someone, fall in love, and tolerate them, and actually tolerate them, not just say you tolerate them, while meanwhile crying yourself to sleep? So we'll start with you, Mr. Casper. By crying yourself to sleep? Yeah. <laughs> is it possible? I mean, because some people say, oh, we're in love, we, we love each other. Meanwhile, behind closed doors, they're like, oh, my God, where's the booze? Oh, my God. I can't put up this public front anymore. <laughs> well, I mean, oh, yeah, this is exactly what this is about, <laughs> right. you know. I mean, we have, uh, there's, of course, several things that come together. So when it comes to true love, you know, there's a lot of uh, expectation. There's a lot of unrealistic, ex- uh, you know, uh, ideas uh, of what that is and the one and only. And, of course, at some point there's a, um, like a sobering, you know, where we're like, okay, uh, okay, so... Now that I'm committed, you know, what am I going to do? You know, if it's not conducive for me, it's not true to me. That's pretty much the bottom line. You know, so if, and, and conducive here just as a, as a um, benchmark, it's not, has nothing to do with if it feels good or not. It has something to do with, you know, if it actually uplifts me or if it, uh, it makes me grow, if it makes me expand. Versus a relationship where I just want to avoid, where I don't want to connect, where I um, feel like, you know, caught in prison, that would be non-conducive for us. Right. Well, and if you also get into a state, because love itself, true love is actually an energetic state that you, you actually align to. It has nothing to do with another person at all. You know, you can actually get into the state of lovingness or true love yourself, and you can see and respect everybody. You can actually love everybody. Um, when it comes to a relationship, if both people are working towards that, then what happens is it moves out of um, externalized love, where there's two people who need the other person to fulfill that belief that 
love comes from outside, which is aimed typically from a variety of uh, outdated and very limited and typically immature thought processes that we all have developed over time from, you know, you name it. Or inherited. Or inherited, yeah. I mean, if you watch 10 Disney movies, you, you believe, you know, that's all it takes, especially the old ones. Because all you need to know is that you have to find that one person. And what is more important from a spiritual standpoint is to work on yourself, work on your own energy so you can begin to love yourself. The more you can love yourself, the higher propensity you have, one, to, to, to find someone else who actually is on the same path but also be able to love them and for who they are and not to be externalized. So if they decide to say, oh, this, isn't work, this isn't working anymore, it won't mean that you don't have pain but you don't hold on. It won't be this devastating loss. Well, why, does it take, why does it take so long to, to find people? Some people, like, they find the, the, the one that there's so many early in life. Other people, took, it takes a very long time. Like, it took me a, a pretty long time uh, for, you know, to find someone. And then uh, the, my wife, and it just clicked. And it was instantaneous. And it was strange. But it, it was like a crazy process. So I'm thinking, is there anything that people can do to accelerate the, how quickly they can find their, you know, their soulmate and get their life going? <laughs> I'll give you that one, honey. You can have that. <laughs> if there was uh, one answer to that, of yeah. course, then we'd be billionaires. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, you know, it, it, from a spiritual standpoint, it just takes as long as it takes, you right. know, whenever a person is ready. Now, the the, the bigger problem is the, this whole true love and the one and only um, part of, right. of that. So there is these, this, these expectations. And, of course, people have... Um, negative experiences in the past and that's uh, kind of like what we talked about earlier it triggers the fear it triggers the victimhood it triggers the anger you know it triggers a lot of uh, different projections so um, not to mention you know the the stuff that we still have unresolved from our own childhood you know and and our parents because our parents they are the the, the first representations of love um, and so, you know, there's so much that we carry. It's, it's, I mean, it's really staggering that the, the statistics, how 85% of all people actually marry a person that resembles, you know, their father or their mother. Or the opposite of. In, yeah. In, in, in that sort of main conflict, right. to relive the main conflict. So this is what we, we bring in, you know, karmically or, or you know, child-wise, you know, through, you know, insecure um, attachments, you know, and bring that into the relationship and throw all that, project all that onto the partner. Yep. And it doesn't even have anything to do with the partner. But when it doesn't work out, you know, then our conclusion, of course, is that, you know, whatever the belief is, you know, all men are pigs or all women are bitches or whatever, you know, it feels um, reconfirmed, you know, and that hardens. Um, you know, forms and hardens these walls around our heart. So we close our heart. We begin to disconnect. We begin to, you know, um, allow anger or fear to take over. And in the process, we also lose the ability to connect with our with ourself. And that's then where the cycle, you know, closes again to what Jeff just said, um, you know, that it's actually a resonance with it you know, love and lovingness, the expression of love. And if we have shut that down um, because uh, of our uh, experiences or the, the inability to open up in the first place, you know, then it's very difficult for people to to allow that, 
you know, to to allow intimacy, to allow connection, to allow trust. So it's not so hard to find somebody. It is so hard to open ourselves up. That's what the problem is. And there is, of course, you know, divine intervention sometimes, you know, like you've just said. There, there are situations where people come together and there, there just is this uh, immediate and energetic resonance there. And, and it's no question, it's no problem to open up where um, before uh, it, wasn't, it was impossible for us to do this. So some people have that, um, you know, experience of, of, of feeling, you know, that they're, they're being guided to that. And that's also where this whole, uh, you know, discussion with like twin flames and twin souls and soulmates comes from. But in our experience as energy healers, it's really in the work that a person does on themselves, in their ability to connect within themselves. And so the answer to that question is yes, but it's work. But then again, to get a relationship, you know, to to be happy and and lasting, that takes work also. So if we invest in ourselves here, you know, and really work on these aspects of, of inner connection, you know, hard, you know, getting out of our minds, you know, and transcending some of these triggers or at least, you know, learning how to catch them. We're becoming more aware of our ego patterns, you know, things such as pleasing and and, and, and this whole projection thing that, that we talked about. That, you know, increases our chances of of being happy with someone manifold. And it also makes the relationship work easier, especially when both are on the same path. Both on the same path, then things can go very quickly. Some people, they look for that soulmate. They want to find the ultimate happiness. However, if they're in a relationship with someone who's driving them absolutely crazy, could that also be part of the reason why they came and incarnated in the first place? Was it maybe to resolve an issue that had not been resolved from a previous life incarnation? Is the conflict that they're having at its high intensity level, while seen as unhealthy, the person in the, there, is it actually metaphysically good that it's happening? Yes. Okay. Well, it depends. I mean, it is a good thing because typically we do, mostly in our relationships, you will see these repetitive patterns that are keep showing up until we realize maybe we want to change it. And sometimes we don't because we like them, and that's fine. There might be various reasons why you like them, but if it keeps happening and you realize it's unhealthy, the only way you're going to change that is not by replacing the part. You're going to have to put the same type of person again. It's by changing and healing yourself. Because what happens a lot of times, either through the life they currently are in or due to past karmic issues and karmic debt that came in, they have this setup to either deal with addiction or codependency or you know abuse or whatever their their problem is. And sure enough, it shows up in typically in their childhood, and then typically again when they go out and have their own relationships. And yes, there there's a beauty in that because what happens typically is, unless a person's completely in their ego, eventually that begins to hurt so much they start seeking solutions. They start seeking something different. And typically at first, that's usually getting rid of a partner. They think it's the partner's fault, and maybe partially. But typically, it's the stuff happening in the person because they start to realize they keep getting the same type of person over and over again. That's a sign. Or same type of relationship. Yeah, exactly. I mean, from a from a spiritual energetic point of view, 
um, you know, there is a there's a mirroring that happens um, in relationships. And um, one of the things, and this may be a good thought, you know, or, or little food for for thought or reflection here. What bugs us the most in in the other person is often an unhealed aspect in ourselves. Statistics here are actually very clear um, about what makes um, relationships um, uh, break apart. And that's uh, super surprising and interesting. It is the very thing that people say that they love the most about the partner when they got together that um, at the end or, you know, after divorce or split up becomes the very thing that they hated the most. So that, that indicates that there is a part that I'm seeing in my partner that I really love, that I maybe would love to to have myself, okay? But as the relationship evolves and, and this isn't happening, I'm not getting this, you know? It's like we we want the, the gold crumbles. We want, we, we want this, what our partner has, and it doesn't happen for us, and we make our partner responsible for that. That's at least sort of in... in, in Couple therapy and, 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 and psychology, you know, a, a very common phenomenon. Well, one thing that I love is that when you go to transcodes.com, we're going to post a link to it, that you have the qualities of energy contraction and true love beautifully illustrated. I love the graphics that you guys use. I don't know how you do them, but they're just beautiful. They're very they're light. There's a lot of light and beautiful energy into it. If there is... Two pieces of two. Are there are two pieces of advice you could offer someone right now to accelerate the manifestation of a healthy, happy relationship in their life? What would those two pieces of advice be? Uh, know yourself would be one. Learn who you are and what it is you truly want from your heart perspective. So that means you got to go to the middle of soul searching. You know, you got to work on yourself a bit because the less you have in the way, the better off you are. Uh, one and two, you typically have a healthier partner come to you. And it's easier to communicate things that way as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, the main thing here for people, um, you know, if they want to, like, say, prepare, quote-unquote, you know, for for a relationship that is more true, that Mm -hmm. is more conducive, that is more, um, you know, like, integrous, say, in that way, um, is to, you know, to know their own energies and their own triggers and their own stuff. Right. You know, because that's then... You know, the guarantee for you to, to become able to discern. The biggest issue that people have in control is that they have in, in relationships is that they try to control the mm-hmm. other person. So they, whenever something happens that they don't like, they try to change the other person. And if you know your energy, um, you know, and all the things that we talked about earlier, have a strategy how to switch out, how to realign to your heart and really ask yourself, oh, uh, is this me or is this him or whatever, you know, then um, it's a lot easier to get past that, to get out of it again. And you may not be able to to resolve everything right away, but it's a it's a wonderful shifting strategy. And then you can come back to the issue later. You know, maybe a few minutes or a few hours later. You know, and then discuss it without all this emotional overlay and all the projection. Well, I highly recommend that everyone listening follow your advice because if you don't, and you don't, you don't take their <laughs> advice. <laughs> that's, that's what's going to happen to you. You know, you're going to wind up with some. You're going to wind up with someone crazy, and they're going to try to kill you. So listen to the listen to the show, and make sure you do everything that Jeff and Yona say to do. 
<laughs> All right, my next show we definitely need to talk about <clears throat> following advice or recommendations. Uh, that's, a, that's a good subject here, how far we've gotten in our lives with listening to other people's recommendations. <laughs> you know, listen to you guys. I mean, I, I follow your advice and I'm happy. If I, I, one time I didn't follow your advice and I, I spontaneously, I was set on fire. That's horrible. Instant combustion? Yeah. <laughs> I was on fire. I was like, oh my God. No, the, the, the problem with relationship advice is that... Um, you know, it's actually it's actually better not to listen to to, to other people's advices. Yeah. You know, it's it's much more efficient if we learn how to trust in our own hearts navigator. You know, that can help us to 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 get through all these different life situations because there's nobody can actually fully grasp you know the, the complexity and the full context of things. So we can break things down. We 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 know patterns that people have, and there's a big part here of energy coaching at, at Transcodes, you know, to help people through relationship issues. Addressing the relationship holistically, you know, physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and energetic, because these things can all work together and aren't, you know, easy, separable. So for most people, the the, the, the best advice is to listen to their own heart listen to their own truth find your truth and listen to it and trust it trust your gut and uh, if you happen to be overweight you just have more gut to trust than to feel. <laughs> <laughs> and that concludes today's edition of Heart Warriors Radio thank you so much for listening to learn more about Heart Warriors Radio please go to outerlimitsradio.com go to the icon that says Heart Warriors Radio you can listen to this show and all the previous ones learn more about Jeff and Yona please go to the website at transcodes.com Mr. Jeff Casper Ms. Yona Brennan it's a great honor to be with you as always and we'll see everyone back here next week take good care thank you thank you thanks for listening <laughs>